Welcome to the Cryptomaniacs Podcast. Join Taskmaster 4450 and John G. Olson each and every week as they dive into the crazy world of cryptocurrency. If you are new to crypto or you've been through a few bear markets in the past, this podcast is for you. It's time to start the show. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, welcome to the second episode in 2022, our first question and answer episode of the Cryptomaniacs podcast, but still, it's nice to be in a new year. I'm John, that's Task, we're here to be maniacs about crypto, and uh, and, and apparently, Task, this is the rumor I heard. You're paying attention to the price. Uh, you uh, are scared. You're selling everything. Uh, you're wrapping up shop, and that's it. Uh, yeah, that that about sums it up. Uh, that that's the word on the street. That's what the rumor is. That's what the most of the market believes. Perfect. And most of the market's always wrong. That's why contrarian investing is usually right. And I bought. I increased my BTC exposure today through Grayscale. I added a few more of those to my holdings, so I bought the dip of that. So it's, uh, you know, that that's, uh, it's like the uh, market sell-off at the end of the year. Everybody was looking for the, the, it to go up, and the market went down. That's usually how it how it is, so... Um, no, I added a little little more Bitcoin exposure and uh, keep adding to my hive, keep adding my HBD to savings based yep. on my earnings and uh, just keep growing that. And, uh, you know, good things happened. And I guess we had a snapshot last night or a couple snapshots Yep. that, uh, you know, uh, hard to tell if anybody sold hive off afterwards because the market's been getting killed in a lot of red. So we uh just kind of have to uh see how that unfolds over next week or so but i i don't think there was a big run-up in buying leading into the snapshot so i wouldn't expect much of a sell-off uh at least due to the passing of the snapshots right yeah it's it's funny um it's something we mentioned in in one of our live streams this week like a lot of people were like you know are you getting ready for the snapshot are you getting ready and I think it was uh, Blaine with no E actually said, just do whatever you're doing. Like, don't don't stress so much out. I mean, it's cool. It's wonderful that they're doing it. But you don't need to change your life up if someone's doing like a snapshot or an airdrop. To me, nothing changed. I was still accumulating Hive. I was still powering it up. Um, you know, to me, it was not like, oh, my, I'm going to freak out because I need to get an extra thousand hive power. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so, I don't know. I was just you just keep going. You just show up every day and keep doing this stuff and you accumulate it. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think there was a big run up people buying going crazy. So I doubt there was any kind of sell off when it comes to this. But who knows? I mean. Well, you know, Blaine's kind of echoing what our belief is, is, you know, we, we show up each day and do the same thing. And 
we have core tokens that we're focusing on and and that's what we focus on I, I guess if you're you know you have a smaller account and you haven't been paying much attention to your high power or your hive holding and you had right. some extra cash maybe you would throw a few grand at it get yourself a couple extra thousand hive and uh, if you had the money and then you could always turn around and swap it out but mm-hmm. uh yeah i i you know hive is still under the radar so it's not like these airdrops are going to get the massive airdrop junkies who run around the internet trying to you know drop a hundred thousand dollars in a token uh to get the airdrop and then sell it two days later hive's right. not going to get that yeah um it's i mean it's uh, people are going to say that we're in a bear market people are going to say that it's you know and to me it's just like cool i mean that just means that i can accumulate some of this stuff a little bit cheaper than i did last week um but i know that's that's a tough sell that that's a tough sell with people um i know a lot of the splinterlands community are stressing out because of the press of sps um you know i i mean i again i wish i wish people could hear this record this listen to this over and over and over again markets are irrational they're filled with people. People are going to do silly things. So when everything is red, guess what's going to happen? It's still going to go red until the bottom is reached or someone decides that, you know what, that's enough. Or the powers that be decide it. So you have no control over that. You have none. You have no control of what the price of this stuff is. What you can do, though, is you can keep on keeping on. And that's, I think, what is the beautiful thing about this blockchain is that you can keep on keeping on. Here's what the the deal is. And uh, it applies to to this topic, although it wasn't stated for this topic. It was stated for technology. But I I watched uh, a video with Ben Gertzel of Singularity uh, AI, Singularity Net. And... He equated it, and and I know you'll appreciate this, John, to raising children. When you're raising kids, day by day, it like goes on forever. Mm -hmm. It's a time just ticks by like slowly. But then when you, you your kids graduate high school, you look back and it's like, damn, that went quick. I can remember when when he or she was born. And that's the point he says you know the days go by slowly but the years and sometimes the decades go by very quickly and you know you think back to 2017 the bull market for that six or eight weeks and then uh, around this time in 2018 which was four years ago and things collapsed and we went through in bitcoin at least a two and a half year bear market and then in the altcoins it was probably a three-year bear market Mm -hmm. um and yeah day by day it was like okay this is painful but at the end you know the hodlers got out of it and right now everybody's account who was filling their bags back then is much bigger than it was back then so uh, and probably much bigger than it was before the bear market started so uh that's where it's just the long-term focus like we talk about and you know watch the development and yes day by day it's like watching grass grow or paint dry but you look back i mean 
you just had your four year anniversary. And yeah, from a day by day perspective, it was like eternal. But you look back and it's like, damn, it was four years ago I joined hot. You know, it's like, wow. I mean, in another seven months, I'll already be to five years on Hive. That's half a day. That's seven months off. But, (laughs) you know, how often do we say throughout the year, holy shit, it's already June. We'll be Christmas shopping soon. And everybody laughs. But isn't that the truth? It's like, you know, four months later, it's like, well, you know, now there's Christmas ornaments around in Walmart. It's So things go quickly. And, uh, you know, I think that's very attributable to those who are looking at markets and have the long-term focus and aren't worried about the day-to-day stuff. The only time I really, other than just fun play around stuff, the only time I'm serious about price is if I'm trying to buy or sell. And I got serious about Bitcoin price here recently because I said, well, I got a little money. Let me uh, improve my position if some of these numbers are hit. And one of my numbers was hit. So I I went and bought a little bit this morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's crypto. And that's why we're maniacs about it. And it's a it's a hodler move, like like you mm-hmm. always talk about. I mean, I'm not making a trade here. I'm, I'm not going to sell this at 50k if if the market runs up, and I'm right. not going to take a loss if it goes down to 39k or 38k. It's a long term right. model. We had a lot of questions this week. We probably just took out half the questions because they were pretty much related to the market. Although I, I think, I think you, yeah. you put up the post before the bear, the, before the recent sell-off. Yeah, I, I, I think there is a few market-related questions, but you guys showed up this week, so thank you very much for that. So let's uh, let's get into your questions because there were a ton. So we got to get through this. Here we go. We are over at CTP Chat, CTP Talk. We talked about the chat, the community, the questions, and how can we help you in 2022? What's on your mind? Crypto crashing or booming? I even kind of hinted at that, right? What are your head scratchers for the year? And we'll get them answered. So let's dive into it. First one is up from that Crypto Dave. If you had a quarter of a Bitcoin and you needed access to about 5000 in cash within the next few days, what would be your course of action right now? Will you just sell some of it outright, collateralize it for a USD loan or something else entirely? Asking for a friend. Well, that that depends on your situation. Uh, the, The smart thing to do, especially with such a major pullback in Bitcoin, although it can go lower, but the way Bitcoin loans typically work is you have to put up a lot more Bitcoins than uh, you're taking a loan out for. So if you're putting up, uh, if you're looking for 5,000 cash, you're going to need to put up probably 10,000 worth of Bitcoin. Um, that said, your downside is limited. So typically those loans, if, if, if um, the price of Bitcoin drops significantly and you reach a threshold, either you have to add more Bitcoin in or, your, your loan is liquidated. Um, so from that perspective, that's probably the best move if you have enough Bitcoin to pull it off, A, and B, you have the resources to keep paying on the loan. Uh, if that's all the money in the world you have, then you're probably better off just selling the Bitcoin and, and getting the five grand out, and then you have no worries. But uh, 
you're always better off uh, collateralizing uh, as opposed to selling because of the simple fact uh, in most countries, I presume it's the same up there in Canada, John, as it is down here in the United States. Uh, you sell your Bitcoin, you you have a taxable effect, uh, event. So if you bought your Bitcoin at 50000 you don't care because you, you have a loss. So you, you're basically helping your taxes there and locking in a loss. But if you um, have a gain, so let's say you bought the Bitcoin at six grand, your situation is even made worse because you now have to pay taxes on the, the run from six grand to 42 grand. So yeah. you, you have a taxable event. event. So uh, these are all things to keep in mind. A loan is not taxable. It's just a loan. So that's why some people are saying you buy Bitcoin, you never sell. The idea is never to sell your Bitcoin. It's always buy it. And then if you want out of it, you can get involved in a liquidity pool, which isn't really selling. It's you get uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, an impermanent loss or you can collateralize it and take out a loan. So that that's how the big money players avoid the taxable events. And, you know, they actually sell something without selling. Hmm. There you go. It's a good question. Definitely a different, a newer one that we haven't had before. So it's good. Thank you for the question. Jay Fang is up. My question this week is about the future of applications in the crypto world. Task has mentioned a few times about venture capitalists sticking in some money to build applications and blockchains. So, what do you think will be the future of the applications we'll be using in Web3? Will it be a mix of decentralized and VC funded applications or will it? it just be one of them prevailing. I don't know if I want to see a Web3 world where the tech companies and VCs are the mainstream applications that people use. Well, then you don't have Web3, you have Web2. Right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's certainly there will probably be a mixture. The, the, the problem with VC companies in technology is what happens for those who are unaware. VC yeah. companies provide a valuable service because they, they provide the seed money. People who start companies, especially uh, tech companies, it's a high risk, uh, big, big fallout rate, bust rate. And so they're not going to go get a bank loan. So how do they get funded? They got to go to VCs and the VCs are looking to hit the major home run. So they're looking to find the Facebooks, the Coinbases, the Twitters, the things like that. All of those were founded upon VC capital. The challenge comes in is typically VCs are seven to eight year timeframes that their contract and they provide different rounds of funding and they're looking long term. But make no mistake about it. At some point, they want to get paid. And right. that's often where their interest in the interests of the users who, you know, the first four or five years, these applications, they're told, just go get as many users as you can get, grow the application, grow the business, get as many people involved as you can. But once you have that, then the VCs say, okay, now you need to monetize it. We're tired of carrying this thing. We want our money, turn a profit. And that's where the application then has to do things such as advertising. They have to cut back on development. They have to do things that are money makers as opposed to adding things that are for the benefit of the user base. Right. And that's a drawback to, to VC funded applications. There's a shitload of money from venture capitalists rolling into crypto and crypto applications. Uh, and that's the majority. So 
you're going to see a lot of that initially till people get tired of being intruded upon and, you know, having their data compiled and all that other stuff. On Hive, we see projects that, to my knowledge, are not funded by venture capitalists. They're funded through tokenizations. They're funded through, um, you know, what Dan and, and, and Starkers are doing. Um, they're doing airdrops. They're doing things of that nature. So it's a different approach. And ultimately, the optimist and, and the freedom fighter in me says that that approach will win. But I can't say for certain. But it, if we're developing alternatives to the VC-funded Web 2 stuff, by claiming it's Web 3 and recreating what's on Web 2, that's probably not going to be very successful, in my opinion. So if right. we are going to get true Web 3, I mean, Jack Dorsey is right. Right now it's Web VC, but on Hive, it's Web 3 that we're creating and maybe mm -hmm. some other areas, too. I, I don't say it's just Hive doing this. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. They do serve a purpose, but it's it's interesting to see how it'll all be navigated coming down the road thank you for the question jay fang appreciate it rick estrella is up he said first of all wish everyone a happy 2022 and wish everyone luck happiness and health regarding crypto what would you like to know what sorry what you like to try to know is the price of bitcoin will fluctuate a lot uh or after this wave where the price has dropped a lot is it expected to be stable and lasting high in relation to other currencies which ones could explode in 2022 uh well uh kind of like we just said markets are irrational uh is it expected to be stable and lasting i have no idea i i have no idea i have absolutely no idea and people that tell you that they have an idea are the guys that sit and stare at the at the TA all day, um, and, and even they're wrong a fair percentage of the yeah. time. Yeah. So, what uh, is expected to be stable? And I have no idea. Um, uh, you got to pull out and look big picture, right? Big picture is where's the price of Bitcoin going to be in five years, ten years from now? That's the way I look mm -hmm. at it. What's the price of Hive going to be in five years from now? That's what I think. That's how I'm wired. So right now it's just accumulation, just total accumulation. As in relation to other currencies, which ones can explode this year? I mean, I'm gonna beat the company. I'm gonna tow the company line here. I'm gonna wave the the, the hive flag everywhere. I think hive can explode because hive checks off so many boxes. Now, if we're in a bear market, it, it, exploding might take some time. Um, but we, we might know. have to answer that question. Put the same answer for the next two years if we're in a bear market. Right. Well, yeah. the explosion will be in 2024, but hang in there. It'll come. Yeah, hang in there. Yeah. Keep going. Keep on keeping on. Um, well, that's uh, what we just said. I mean, we hung in there for three years that the bear was out there from 2017 to or 2018 to like 2020 one yeah. or so 2020. So, I mean, it, it's, you know, you just have to embrace this is what markets do. They don't go straight up. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you got to ask yourself for when, when times like this happen, this is kind of my mentality. It's, it's you know, I have a certain income level I want to live at. And so if if prices of crypto goes down, the only way I can maintain that is to acquire more crypto. That's it. 
it's not like, oh, I'm going to buy some and hope that the price goes up. It's like, no, I have this level that I'm at. And how do I get, how do I keep that level if the price is going down? Well, I have to accumulate more. And this is where the mentality of just, just stacking this stuff comes in. Like the price of this stuff is going to go up and down throughout the year, throughout the decades, it's going to go up and down. You, 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 you got to just say, okay, what checks the boxes? What is something, what's a project or, or, or a currency that I believe in? Does it have the development? Does it have the use case? Does it have the community? That's my kind of check marks and check marks for something that I think is going to explode. Hive has all that. Easy, easy, easy answer for me. I stick with Hive. And maybe we're fanboys. Maybe we're shills, professional shills. I'm okay with that. Because well, we're not paid to shill. We're not paid. Yeah. We're, we're not, not we're, we're just amateurs still, John. Right. Yeah. John wants to be a professional at something, but you know, we 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 just keep coming back to the fact, John, you and I aren't professionals at anything. So we're just amateurs. I'm two a guys, two guys on the amateur. making videos. Yeah, we do. But I, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's yeah. uh, you know, we, we, there's no way to know. He, here's a way to avoid that whole mess: look at the token and grow the amount of the token. So. Look at where you are right now in Leo, in CTP, in Hive, in, in in BTC, or you know, even if you want to look at it in Satoshi's, whatever you have, and then just look to have more of that by the end of the year because that yeah. is not contingent upon the price. So, like if if I try to increase my hive by you know 50% this year, you know, that's not based upon price. If I look at my curation and I'm at like eight percent or something. That's 8% I earn of Hive. The price right, could go yeah. up, could go down, but that's based on Hive, not based <clears> right. on You're still accumulating. a dollar or euro amount. Mm -hmm. You're so still accumulating spending. regardless. Regardless of what the price is, you're still accumulating. So, Good stuff. Thank you for the question. Next up, Chris. He's in chat too. You know, so no, Cryptomaniacs is the best place to learn about crypto. Well, uh, we're not Is that biased. a question or a statement? <clears throat> I, I don't know. It, 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 I think it's a statement. We're, oh, okay. We're, we're, I agree with that statement. What about you, John? I, that's what I was going to say. I said, we're going to run with that. We're going to agree with him. <laughs> we'll take that one. <laughs> now, two questions. Question number one. With the entire crypto market tanking, what do you think Hive's magic sauce is with keeping its token hovering around a buck fifty instead of tanking down below a dollar? And the question two is, what do you think is the most important content? What do you think is more important, content creation or engagement? Good questions. There we go. Uh, I think to answer the second one, engagement can enhance your content creation. Uh, right. Don't forget, that again comes down to the individual. A lot of people simply are not content creators. And, and I keep mentioning Jay Fang. Because he posts like, you know, once every couple of weeks, but he he's, he's always leaving comments all over the place. So right. his, his forte is not necessarily posted once or twice a day uh, like John and I do. But his 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 uh, forte is commenting. Right. And so uh, I think commenting engagement is certainly a way to enhance your posting. It's a way to enhance you're following. It's a way to answer. I mean, everything you guys talk about, John, on your CTP stuff, that all comes into play of developing your followers and, you know, making yourself known and making yourself into a person and letting people get to know you. Yep. Uh, and mm -hmm. what was the first one? 
Um, with the entire well, what, what crypto market, buck fifty. Yeah. Uh, well, we're not at a buck fifty. We're at buck forty. So that that one mm. got destroyed since the the question was asked. <laughs> uh, and maybe by the end of the show, we'll be at a buck thirty. Who the hell knows? Uh, I think what it is is I I I can uh, empathize with that viewpoint because after the last pump, I thought Hive was definitely going to target that one dollar level, and it may still. Uh, I think, I think there's just we are at the point where there's enough believers in Hive that people are accumulating. They're not selling. Uh, I noticed my inter, my uh, inflation payout on Hive Power is going down. It's at like two point eight percent or two point five percent. It was over three not too long ago. So that means more Hive Power is out there than was before. So I think you just have a lot of excitement surrounding Hive. And it's a situation where because of the excitement of Speak Network and Ragnarok and maybe some of the base layer stuff and half and, you know, the Splinterland success and all this other stuff, I, I think a lot of people are saying, you know, what, what those fanboys were saying maybe there's a little validity to this. This isn't a piece of shit blockchain. Um, there's some <laughs> right. stuff here. So, uh, I mean, granted, it's not enough to send us to $10. It's not millions of people who have this belief. I mean, it, it may only be in the thousands, but I think there's enough people and we're getting enough success stories, especially among the Nigerians. Mm. Uh, it seems like we're getting, uh, I see a lot of intro posts from the Nigerians, which... When you think about it on a percentage basis, if somebody comes in and they, you know, earn themselves 10 hive and, and power it up, well, if they then earn another 10 hive and power it up, they just 100%ed their uh, high power. Right. You know, for John or I to do that same ratio is, is damn near impossible. I mean, it's not damn near impossible. It's just going to take a lot of time right. uh, or would require a hell of a lot of money. But so I think the more you see of people like that and some of those people get active and get supported and as the Nigerian community starts to grow and they have some success and some people voting with 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000 high power, that starts to, to flow into the wallets of, of some of the other people. And if they keep some of that uh, powered up, mm. that again just reduces. Plus, I mean... Uh, you know, Dow's put out that post. I mean, we were, I forget, I think we were 2% deflationary last year. I mean, we actually had less hive at the end of the year than we did at the first of the year because of the the HBD conversion and stuff like that. Yeah. It's the, um, I mean, I hate this is beating a dead horse. And Chris, you're going to please excuse me for this because you've heard this too all the time at CTP when I, I pump this message. Development, community, use case. Development, community what? Use case. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard you say that a few times. A couple times, right? It's, it's almost yeah. about my love like Ethereum. Like, I love Ethereum just as much as I love saying those three things. Three things. Um, but the price, like, Price is not stuck to that. Even though I believe that, I'm like, this is why I love Hive. This is why, you know, I think there's a week we're bullish on it each and every day. The markets don't think like that. Markets don't care. Markets are like, uh, we're going to do a pump. 
because we feel like it. Uh, markets are, oh, someone stubbed their toe. Let's sell. Uh, that That's market. Markets make no sense. Absolutely none. So it's really like when when you're when you're when you're putting your stick in the mud here and you're 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 going down with the ship or you're rising tides whatever whatever analogy you want to use it's really important that you find your reason for why you think it's going to boom or bust and do i think a dollar a dollar 50 is where i i think it's undervalued personally right markets probably don't give a crap they don't give a crap what i think I personally think a dollar is undervalued. So anytime that I get a chance to power more up or accumulate more when it's at this price, I take that as a win. Blinders are on. I'm not paying attention to the price of the stuff. So to answer your question, you know, what's keeping it there? It's it's not the things I think it is. Maybe it's Splinterlands. Maybe it's a little bit of Speak Network. Maybe it's a little bit of this or that. But truth be told, it's because the markets are keeping it there. But the, the markets giveth, the markets can taketh away. So where this price is going to be in a year from now, who knows? But like Task has alluded to a few times, we went through a two-year span where it was doing this all the time. It just kept going down. It kept going down, kept going down. Even with all the development, even with a very strong community, and even with all the use case, it still kept going down. So... Again, you kind of got to set yourself up your own like level to where you think this is potentially going to go, and then don't even worry about where it is, if that makes sense. It, it, here's an important point. There, there's two things that I want to say. First off, the difference is John and I are not looking at the market to validate our decision. We make our decisions. We're, we're, stu we're stuck with our decisions. We stand by our decisions. Uh, regarding Hive, whatever the market is saying about Hive, we don't care. It, right. We don't need that to validate our decisions to feel good about the decision we made. The, the second thing to, to keep in mind about this, and, and with, and, and it may seem like a slight term, I'm not bullish on Hive. I'm optimistic about Hive. Mm. And my optimist about Hive never wavers. In fact, at $3.50, I was very optimistic about Hive, but I wasn't bullish about Hive mm -hmm. because I figured the token would drop. Bullishness is market. It's the price. Are you bullish or bearish? I'm neither. I really don't pay attention, but I am highly optimistic about Hive and John's highly optimistic about Hive. And we can maintain that at $1.50, at $3.50, at $0.50 cents or $0.10. Cents. It did not change. In fact, right. our optimism probably has just grown over the last six or nine months because of the results of Splinterlands and the advancement of Speak Network and yeah. Ragnarok and, you know, whatever else. Our optimism grows. The market does what the market does. Right. Are you exactly. optimistic about Hive? Fine. Do what John always says. Do what he says on CTP Talk. And ignore the token price unless you're looking at buying some. Then you might want to say, well, it's $3. Should I wait? Maybe it'll be $2. And mm. that would be a, a, a sensible approach. But, you know, in terms of your optimism or pessimism about Hive, that's talking about the platform. And for us, that doesn't waver. Yeah. Good point. Thanks for the questions, Chris. Appreciate it. DevPress is up. It says, my question, how do you grow blockchain-based projects or game 
or say a writer account? What are some of the things you would do in 2022 to grow the account? So the question I'm assuming is, how do you grow uh, either a blockchain-based project or a game or just a, a, a writing account? What are some of the things that you would do to grow that account? Show up to CTP uh, live streams. <laughs> I mean, now you're in the basic business building. It's it's no mystery. You got to engage, especially for the writer. Uh, you're, you're, you're setting up a project. You're setting up a game. It's basic business building, basic marketing, basic engagement, maybe advertising, you know, anything that you would do to make a business successful, but especially an online business. I mean, and again, it sounds like uh, I'm kissing CTP's hiney here, but <laughs> this is what you established it for. This is what people involved in CTP have been involved for many, many, many years. And in fact, decades in some instances with online business building. Start picking up the tools. They're free. Start following the account. Start applying to what is said. Get on the social media. Yeah, we rip Web2 all to shreds, but you know what? That's where the eyeballs are. So if you can put together a kick-ass YouTube video about your, your game and you could get a nice YouTube following, go for it. Don't, don't walk away from that because it's YouTube. But the bottom line is, Stop trying to think of this as any different than any other basic business building model. You, you yeah. still have to do the legwork to build your business. And if you don't have a lot of money, then that goes back to, uh, I'm going to date myself, John, uh, no. Jay Conrad Livingston and guerrilla marketing. Wow. Guerrilla marketing. Wow. I, knew, I knew you would appreciate that. There uh, you go. You know, you got to you got to do a lot more of the legwork, lot, look for the free stuff or the very inexpensive stuff. If you have a large war chest, you can just, you know, go buy Google ads and Facebook ads all day. But either way, you got to get the word out. And that's what every business tries to do. It's, it's, it's really interesting this question came up because, first of all, there's a, a great point here that's going to hammer home, this, a great statement made, excuse me, that's going to hammer this point home, and it's from Chris and Vim. He said, he noticed he gains more followers through engagement. So you take this, and here's Chris is really very active in, in, in the community and CTP and in different gaming like 1UP and Splinterlands and Splinter Talk, very active in, in, in the, the commenting side of things. And... The problem with traditional online business, again, I'm just going to use examples for me, is that people, they hear, oh, we need to have social media or, oh, oh we need to grow our brand in these places. And the problem is, is that most approaches are, hey, I've got something to buy. You should buy it from me. My name is John. There's no engagement. There's no effort on the relationship building side of things. The relationship building side of things comes through the comments, comes through the engagement with the community, comes with growing the relationships. This is the unsexy answer. People don't want to hear this. It <laughs> takes time. They don't want to hear that. They want, where's my big red easy button that I can press and get results? And mm -hmm. like, like you said, Task, if you have a war chest, by all means, go give Zuckerberg some more money. God knows he needs it. And, you know, go give Google and Alphabet Inc. all the money for their AdWords and all that stuff because they need it too. They're hurting, right? Think of the poor multinational companies that need our money. If you have the war chest, that's the way to do it. But the rest of us that can still use that stuff because it's accessible to anyone, 
But the ones that get it when it comes to this engagement stuff, this is how you grow any project, whether it's a blockchain. Look at the big announcement today. Here's a, a good example of what I'm talking about. A big announcement today inside of the Splinterlands Discord. They are looking to hire someone. What is the position? Community manager. What will that position entail? Promoting I'm going to guess the, managing the community. Managing the community, right? What does that entail? Engagement. Talking to people. Building a community, a sense of belonging. There's a reason why not only blockchain-based companies, but social media companies, online businesses, always look for community managers, community representatives. There's a reason why. Because it's so important to grow your brand, to grow your relationships with your potential customers that way, organically. It can't be fake. It can't. People can smell a snake oil salesman a mile away. Like I, I keep getting spammed all the time in my my Facebook DMs all the time, constantly. And it's, oh hi John, have you had a chance to check out this video? It'll show you how to make a bunch of money. And I call it out. It's just like, no, this is not how you do it. I don't know where they teach. So, online. so are you saying I should stop sending those to you on Facebook? Please, Would please you prefer do, yeah. me to send them on Twitter then? Uh, Instagram. Get slide <laughs> slide into my DMs, Task. Slide into my DMs. Include a photo if I would. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, but this is the, the 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 main point, the main hammering home point here is that this stuff takes time. If you're building a blockchain-based project, a game, or just your plain Jane writer's account where you're creating blog posts, it takes time. 100 pieces of content. To get any kind of traction, a thousand pieces of content to get any type of income. That is the model that uh, Roberto Blake, a uh, content creator that I follow, famously said. And I think it holds true. Well, and how do you do that? Engage. I, I, if I can interject here, I, I think we, there, there's two points I want to make because I think we're examples of that. First off, why is Cryptomaniacs at the level we're at? Because neither of us are hard to find. You know, if right. somebody hits either us up on Discord, we'll answer. If we're hit up on Twitter, in most instances, well, you always answer. I'll, I'll mostly answer, but I get some yeah. stupid shit on Twitter, so I ignore okay. it. Um, you know, you look at our blog posts and, you know, each of us is in the comment section on most of our blog posts talking to people, including other posts. And then you just brought up the the, the point you did. How many times on air have you mentioned that, you know, this is episode whatever, and we're working our way towards 100? We're still trying to get to that magic 100 level. 100. We're not yep. stopping. Mm -hmm. We're not quitting. We didn't quit at 38. We didn't quit at 42. We know that, proportionally speaking, um, even though we do have 95 million followers on Spotify. Yes. Those 95 million Followers are very busy, so we don't have quite the viewership out of that 95 million followers that you would think. So we yeah. know the numbers are a little low, but we are confident if we keep doing this twice a week, week in, week out, it will grow. We are not looking to become the biggest crypto show in five weeks, but in five years, we expect to be the biggest and the best. Right Absolutely. now, we're just the best. Yes, definitely, definitely the best. Thanks for so the question. Though, I mean, it's, you know, we <laughs> we don't it, tell you this shit. We tell you what we do. We don't, we're not saying do this. We tell you what we do. Yeah, products of our product. And uh, I live by that, definitely. Hive Hustlers is up. 
And he says, I think crypto is, these are more statements than questions, which is good. Um, I think crypto is going to crypto. I agree. <laughs> Most of us uh, do, don't really have control over anything but your own, your own portfolios. So if you're smart, it doesn't matter what the markets do. For us, 2022 is going to be just trying to grow the account and stake and just make improvements to the site, bring value to all the communities we are involved with. The only head scratcher is how we get small but extremely useful projects off the ground in front of the masses without selling our souls. Uh, I mean, I, I agree with that. And I think I think, it, you know, the, the answer to that is kind of going back is is. The, the consistency something else though and this is i'll, I'll challenge i'll challenge tasks see if, if this uh this makes sense too one of the reasons i think um not not the only reason but one of the reason i think that it's helped me get on people's radars obviously doing the show with task is huge because everyone loves task um i'm just tagging along right uh but people saw that i didn't sell and I kept accumulating for years. Um, I wasn't like, and and the, the stuff I went through in the past couple of years without, you know, world's smallest violin. Okay. Everyone goes through stuff, but the stuff I went through was life changing, like really losing everything and having to rebrand myself, refocus, rebuild. It took a lot, but I never went out there and said, Oh, I got to power down my hive. Cause life happened. And I got, I got to do things and uh, I'll be back. Like I just I never did that, and I'm not saying my situation is any less than yours or whatnot, but I stayed the course, and I think that that really helps people find. Well, it, it helps it helps others see that you are just like we said, products of your product. We're not just telling you this and then doing the complete opposite. We're showing up every day. And I have the track record, it's on the blockchain, you can verify it, of not going anywhere for four years. And I think that you combine that, the stick with the engagement, the daily commitment of, of uh, working with your community, then you don't sell your soul. Then it's it's natural because people want to be, they, they're attracted to that. They don't want to be around the negative Nancys, they want to be around the positive Pauls. You like that? See how I did that? Negative Nancy's that, positive. That, that's very good. Impressive. I try. But I think that I think that has a role to play too. When people know that you are going to do your damnness to be there tomorrow and show up and provide value the next day and the next day and the next day, there it's easier to get followers. It's easier to get people on your radar. People you get on their radar. I think that that holds true, but could be completely wrong. I, I agree with you. I think, you know, the word that comes to mind is dedication. Uh, you know, those of us who are dedicated to Hive want to support those who are also dedicated to Hive. And, uh, you know, when you start to meet the Fangs of the world who show up in the last 12 months or whenever he joined and, uh, right. you know, spends a year putting himself all over the place, uh, then you know that's somebody every time i upvote one of his comments i i have no regrets of that and i will be honest with you i've never looked at his account i do not know if he's selling um 
I just know he's dedicated in what he posts and how he comments and what he talks about. He's looking at growing his bag. So maybe he does sell some hive and ends up buying cub or ends up buying Leo or buys, buy something else. Uh, you know, that's fine. But, uh, you know, he, this guy seems to be dedicated and, and that's what it takes. And like you right. said, you try to stand out on YouTube or Twitter. Good luck. Um, you want to stand out on hive. Yes, it's going to take a while, but Jay Fang is a prime example. You spend a year yep. commenting all over the place, you're going to get on people's radar. Absolutely. And it's a lot easier to stick out here, like you said. Thank you for the question, Hive Hustlers. Appreciate it. <laughs> Mr. David Armstrong is up. Coinbase and some other U.S.-based exchanges will be producing report schedules for the U.S.-based income tax filers. How is the best way uh, to get pull the high blockchain data to be able to give the accountants that prepare our income returns the needed information for the business blogging earnings, passive income, and capital gains or losses? I don't know. I mean, you know, that, that, would, be, that would be a more an arcane question. I don't know if that, you know, it, it can be pulled uh, through... through uh, you know, uh, my SQL, but you, you have to know how to do it. I don't know if there's any apps out there that pull that. I mean, I, I've never even looked close enough to HiveStats. Uh, HiveStats may be able to pull that. It may pull your earnings over the last year. Yeah. Yeah, there's there, there's a few people that are into the, the, the tax stuff. I mean, obviously, Neil McSpadden, that's that's his that's his shtick. Right. I mean, yeah, that, but he he keeps he keeps exquisite records. So that that exquisite. He has exquisite. he he has spreadsheets where his he he is every two weeks. I think he's updating his his uh, taxable situation. So he by now knows exactly what his tax consequences were for the last year. Yeah. 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 And and I think I think David, as time goes and as it becomes more commonplace. You're going to see apps developed for that. Um, I'm sure tax software eventually will have the abilities for, you know, potential things to just plug APIs into and just fill out a couple forms and boom, boom, boom. It'll all spit it out for you. I don't think we're there yet. Um, the, the, ta the, the ability is there, but I'm not sure of any apps that are, that are out there. Um, you know, currently, Sorry, we couldn't help you with that. Uh, but uh, I'm sure it's coming. Tokenized Society. Hello, Maniacs. Happy New Year. My question this week is about Hive Power that you guys earn on your multiple accounts. What do you do with it? Do you just let it accumulate on each account as you would earn it? Uh, or do you power down most of it and concentrate all on one main account? I'm not sure what to do with my Hive Power. I'm getting my two accounts, so I'm looking for some pointers. That's a really good question. Um, I could speak for myself. I don't power down any of the accounts that I'm managing. Um, and it's funny because Blaine and I actually spoke about this yesterday because the CTP Witness Server um, costs money. Just in case you didn't know, it costs a lot of money to host the Witness Server. Uh, and the way that witnesses are paid on Hive, it's not through Liquid Hive. You don't get Liquid HBD like you're getting a DAO funded or something like that. It's It goes in the form of Hive Power. So 
I was not aware of this before I we got our, into the witnessing. And I now understand why some of these guys are always powering down because they got to pay for their servers. Uh, and um, we were talking about what should we do with the ClickTrack Profit account, which is our witness server. We decided not to do anything. We're just going to let it ride. We're going to take post payout rewards and we've created another account to funnel the the HBD, the liquid HBD we get. We also get HBD and Hive through Hive Pay for selling Hive pro like products through Hive on our on our sites. So we're doing it that way. We're not powering down, but I can see why some people might do that to pay for different things. I just keep all my accounts powered up. Um because I upvote people. You see here on CTP Talk, this is the CTP Talk account, but it's still got, you know, 500 hive power and continues to grow because it's always getting curation rewards and it's just going in the form of HP. So for me personally, I, I spread it out across the board. But I don't know. The task, what do you do with your... I, I don't power down either. Uh, of late, the last few weeks, I've been... Uh taking my main account and setting my secondary account as a beneficiary to my main account simply because I want to, you know, there's such a stark difference between the two accounts in terms of HP and out of my main account, I got a lot of it delegated anyway. Um, mm -hmm. But I want to grow the second account because that's what I'm active in the Taskmaster 4450 LE. That's what I, I do a lot of manual curating, especially on comments and stuff like that. And I've got enough in there, but I want to keep growing it that, you know, at the level I vote on comments, at least it's above the dust level. So people are getting right. a little bit of HP for their comments in addition to the Leo that's in there. So I, um, I simply uh, am, am spreading it out. But, uh, of course, I guess I could just delegate, uh, and, and this is to answer the question, if you wanted to, you could just delegate from one to the other. You don't need to, to power it down. If you want to put it all all right. in one account in terms of your curation power, you just delegate it all forward. That's what mm -hmm. I do with Leo. But, uh, you know, it's it's each their own. But uh, I just want to grow the LE, the HP in the Leo account. So uh, it carries a little bit more punch when I'm voting comments. That's mm -hmm. my main goal there. And we appreciate your votes on the comments task. We do. We appreciate you. <laughs> no well, reaction. We, we tell people to make them, so we might as well reward yeah. them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lisa's up, and this is the first non-Hive question. Here we go. She logged in noise cache for the first time in a long time and noticed that there is no more channels. Are you missing something there? No. You're not missing anything. Uh, noise cache in all of their uh, absolute brilliance changes things almost every second week. Uh, their algorithm of when they send tips to people changes. Uh, they got rid of channels. Now you have to subscribe to the feeds. I, I can't even remember what it is. It's they they really put an emphasis on the hashtags now. So you got to put if you put hashtags in, it'll it'll dock that post that you make to the different niches and 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 categories and stuff. Noise cache, I, I have this like this love hate relationship with. Uh, I, I love the potential of something that Project Blank is going to bring <laughs> to the table. You said it. You said you it. Know? <laughs> um, I when, love when, it. When? When? Yeah, it, it's it's killing me. I heard that you know Polycub is their priority now, so 
Project Blank is going to be pushed back even more. That's that the rumor. That's what I heard through comments, but I don't know. Um, uh, you know, if I can interject, I, I think that's just such a misreading of Cal. I mean, he's hiring so many developers. People need to understand it's it's not one or the other. Yes, mm -hmm. Polycub is a major priority right now because that's like very close. That's, you know, January, early February. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't mean and, and Project Blank is dependent upon the mobile app integration of three different technologies. So, you know, that's being worked on as we speak. Uh, I don't think it's, oh, well, we took all our developers or we took our one developer and, and it's Polycup now. Right, That's yeah. not how Cal's operating. I mean, it's you saw all of a sudden in 10 day period of time, two major apps to hive stats came out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. yeah you know, that's point. just how he's operating. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it's a good question, Lisa. And I mean, it brings up another a bigger point for me when it comes to noise. The, 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 the hate side of things is just the, how they flip it all the time. And it's not a blockchain. Right. And this is this shows you how important things like project blank will be and how important things like hive are uh the hive overseers which you know don't exist but if they did have no control over who what they can do with their rewards at all noise cash controls it it's a bunch of bch investors that have made a really fancy faucet for BCH. That's basically what it is, right? And I saw someone actually commented on my post there a couple of days ago that mentioned this, and I thought it was brilliant. Noise Cash is a big, fat, really shiny BCH faucet. That's all it is. Because they decide how much gets out into the market. They decide how much is distributed. Now, you could go in and tip your own if you had a bunch of BCH, but not very many people do. I tried to do that last year didn't really work out um so that's the problem with noise cash is that it's still it's a centralized platform and there's no proof of there's no delegated proof of stake there's no staking your bch and getting the reward there's no rewards pool it's what the overseers and creators of this platform decide to give crumbs to the entire people now it's not crumbs these guys are paying thousands of dollars a day in tips so it's not they're not it's not cheap but what's really a head scratcher when it comes to noise cash is how they have never even tried to monetize it they could easily stick a couple of banners up just like leo finance does and pay for stuff they could they could help fund the fact that you know they could they could instead of coming out of pocket they could fund this but they choose not to i'm not sure why um, so noise, it's like this really, really cool idea. Um, but holy moly donut shop. Like, it's just, it's, you cannot, you cannot set your life goal, life plans up on this platform because they change it every couple of weeks and there's no rhyme or reason to how they change it when they change it. It's a centralized platform. They can do with it as they want. It's their money. It's their crypto. It's their money. It's their platform. If you're a guest there, you kind of just got to run with it so that being said i like noise cash i think it's great i think it's a fantastic way um to raise awareness for bch for them um but it shows me how important project blank is going to be 
because there's a massive demand for something like this. Massive. So, anyways, that's my speech. Hope it helped, Lisa. You're not missing anything. Just use hashtags. There you go. Finally, Fiber Frow is up. This is Kimberly. She said, how do you decide which project to focus on? Do you look primarily at the people involved, know, like, and trust them? Or is there other factors? I like to pick things I think will be useful and things that she understands. So what do you decide? What are some of the factors for you picking a project? Now, obviously, the whole use case, community, and development, that's kind of the that's the standard answer for me. Well, what about you task? Is there anything specific you look at? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm right there with you. And quite frankly, at this point, I don't add new projects. I got too much going on there. You know, as I said, there's more opportunities on hive than I have resources. Um, you know, I'm going to get into your latest project because it's you and Blaine. I, I know and trust you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously Ragnarok is getting so much attention because it's Dan. Uh, so you, you get a few people with reputations, Cal. Uh, you know, they're, they're known as builders and they're committed and they're doing stuff and they're expanding. You know, you just need to grow it. I mean, I'm still looking at cartel and it's just because I'm trying to reach another goal. I haven't bought any of the cartel tokens, but, you know, I know Flowey and, and he's very committed and he's, he's very intelligent and he has big ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that I think really comes down to what it's going to be. It's going to be, I don't know if you call it proof of personality, proof of humanity, proof of who you are. I, I mean, that's the reputation system that I think is going to be the future is who is this person or who are these people and can we trust them? I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about a rug pull from Cal. I don't have to no. worry about a rug pull from you and, and Blaine. Uh, it's just not a thought that crosses my mind. I go mm-hmm. and get into something on BSC or Polygon. Who the hell knows what I'm getting involved in? So, right. yeah. you know, these are things that I think people need to take a look at. Does that mean I miss some superb, wonderful projects? Yes. But, you know, one way of, of I mean, that's why we have guests to bring people out. So, you know what logical dude and Brian of London and Elindos and what these people are doing and let them speak to you so that even if you don't know them or interact with them, you can hear from, from them, what their plans are, what their background is. Do you, are they trustworthy? And then you simply follow their account and see what they're doing and say, Hey, you know, they were on crypto maniacs four months ago, five months ago. And, Look at all they've done since then. Mm. Um, you know, that's where I think you can get some confidence in a project. Um, but then again, you know, the project also has to make sense. You have to understand it. And if if you quite frankly don't understand something, then you probably uh, either shouldn't be in it or if you are going to be in it, just go in with a nominal amount that if things go awry, you're not too upset or too harmed. It- yeah, you you bring up a really good point about like building trust with people and stuff, and I think that that plays a really big factor in in you know the projects that I'm into. Um, I remember when I first got started, uh, I printed this out. This this is obviously the newer version. This is the Hive white paper. Uh, back when I got started, I printed out the Steam white paper and blue paper, and I read it front to cover. I didn't understand half of it. 
dude i mean it was it was another language okay it was very confusing there was terms that just did not make sense to me but the overall picture of it i i i got i understood and that was what set me off to decide what project i was going to focus on when i understood the big picture of it when it made sense to me that made me go all in uh it wasn't the only factor but i would say do some research like read the white papers look at the community leaders that are in the projects like ragnarok who's behind it they call me dan and starkers three speak speak network okay that's enough for me you had me at hello right i mean <laughs> you don't need you don't need a pitch to go oh dan's a good guy you know you, you don't need to i don't need to pitch you on dan um so it it starts i think with a general understanding a basic understanding of stuff but then you start looking at the people who are behind it and it's like okay these guys have got a track record look at look at their blockchain crumbs that they've been leaving there's a trail here of const consistency showing up every day being here during bear markets being here doing episode 79 of a podcast like there's when when you see that combined with an understanding of a project it really helps you decide that this is something you want to get into so there you go good stuff that's it we did it got through it crazy good questions lots of questions that was awesome a uh, few people did not get hive tips i forgot to send them to you don't worry, I will get you the Hive tips if you asked a question on the show. Um, if you're looking for the account to ask that, it's at CTP Chat. Uh, we ask questions on Wednesdays for the podcast today. So if you want to get a shiny Hive token next week, just ask a question on the uh, on the post when we make it. And you get upvotes, too, from all of us because we love you and we appreciate you. Not as much as we appreciate TAS, though. We really appreciate that. Well, because if if I had anything to do with the technical stuff here, I would not have the show say "Welcome to Crypto Mondays." I you just noticed that? Yeah. Holy crap! I can't believe I had that. Wow. Did you did you just notice that, or did you, you notice that the entire show? No, I honestly didn't look. I was looking at you the whole time, and the question, Holy you crap. know, the comment section. So no, oh. I didn't focus wow. on it. Unbelievable. Plus, I, 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 I don't read it. it well, it's hard to read. <laughs> yeah. You know, like the questions. Yeah. I can't see the questions. My screen's too small. Apologies for that, folks. It wasn't Welcome to Crypto Mondays. It was actually Cryptomaniac. So if, you were, if you're watching this replay on 3Speak, hopefully you ignored that the entire time. Or if you have watched all the way to the end, make a comment about how awesome my technical abilities are, and uh, you might get a gift. There may or may not be hefty upvotes for that, calling me out for being awesome at the technical stuff. Guys, I'm going to get out of here before I uh, dig myself a deeper hole. That's Task. I'm John. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out with us on the Cryptomaniacs podcast. Not Cryptomaniacs. Have a great weekend. We'll see Ciao. you guys on Tuesday with Brian. No, we got Reseller on the 11th. Reseller, reseller on the 11th. See you guys. Thanks for listening to the Cryptomaniacs podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to hanging out with you again next week.